Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. Oh, and I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. I think we have a really fun subject today. Today we're continuing to explore how you can navigate through life's many ups and downs, not just survive them, but in ways that you can joyfully celebrate your life again, regardless of whether you happen to be on top of the world in health, success, and happiness, or you're caught in a perfect storm of difficult situations. That's been our overall theme for this season of shows, and a season is really 13 weeks. We're grateful that you're joining us for this episode whenever, wherever you are in the world. So how do you shift your space and energy quickly whenever you find yourself not happy or not pleased with someone or something that's going on in your life? What about when you're suddenly faced with very upsetting news about yourself or a loved one? Do you ever find yourself mired in your thoughts and emotions that were precipitated by such unexpected and problematic situations? Well, regardless of diving headfirst down that proverbial rabbit hole, trying to figure out or solve what's bothering you in some way, we are asking, why not start over laughing? Ah, laughing is in such a situation that you totally feel is not a laughing matter. It may seem not only a bit strange, but may even sound insane. After all, how can you possibly laugh in the face of perhaps a life changing or even threatening condition or situation. No, that would be counterintuitive and counterproductive, wouldn't it? We're saying not at all. Not only would laughing first before you dive into any kind of anxiety-ridden or obsessive problem-solving mode be most productive, but even necessary if you hope to change your circumstance in your life for the better. Why? You just have to review those times in which you were racking your brain for answers or trying desperately to come up with a truly viable solution or frozen in fear or guilt or responsibility. It shouldn't take too long to realize that staying in that kind of space and energy level is never conductive to fulfilling outcomes. The kind of awareness and energy level in which you are seeking a way to a better destination or even a better life for yourself and others will either open you up to limitless possibilities or will limit you to dead-end paths or unsatisfactory results. If your awareness is closed down by unhappiness and emotional upset, your creative energy level will equally be restricted. This is really important. On the other hand, if you shift out of such a space and raise up your energy level, 
you will be able to follow the light of your higher awareness to a much more fulfilling solution and outcome. Which would you prefer? Of course, you'd rather take the path to a better, more fulfilling outcome, right? To do that, it takes a bit of work, but you can't try to work harder. Yes, you have to get things done, but you have to make it as effortless as possible to get them done. Putting an effort on a psychic, spiritual level of creating doesn't work. As spirit, you simply are. Spirit never, quote-unquote, does. (laughs) Yet there is always effort on doing things as a physical body in this physical world. Just sitting there and breathing produces some effort. Nevertheless, you, as spirit in the body, are just aware and not physically doing anything as a separate body. As spirit, you create and express your creativity through the body as your doing. So for you as spirit, you are getting things done. When you are getting things done, it should feel like you're not doing a thing. Yes, it's a tough lesson, but incredibly powerful and one that Michael has been teaching his students for many years. (laughs) No effort. Yes, it's a lifelong practice, as is actually every part of your spiritual practice and learning to live the miracle of being limitless, undivided spirit, and not living as a separate consciousness and body. This is what Raphael and I practice in our lives every day through the fun times and the the not-so-fun times. We all have not-so-fun times. Uh, Through our successes and through our failures whether we're at a wedding celebration or a funeral. And that's what we teach all of our students. So much of how things work out depends on how you relate to the experience you're having. We've been sharing with you our more recent life experiences from earlier this year, especially the more challenging ones related to our new what I like to call healing adventure (laughs) from me having been diagnosed with leukemia in hopes that we can offer you some guidance in how we've managed to navigate through our major life changes. We titled this episode, Why Not Start Over? Laughing. Since I've had to start learning that lesson right from the time I hit official adulthood, adulthood. 21 years old or so. Now, that's nearly 50 years ago. Yeah, when the dinosaurs were on the planet, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, so at least it's, it's before, you know, uh, uh, the digital age. <laughs> so you might say, I've had a lot of practice. I've had to start over so many times mm-hmm. in so many different ways during the course of my life so far. And then... I found myself in a brand new situation at the very beginning of this year, having to start a big part of my life all over again. Uh huh. <laughs> Happy New Year. So, not only because of my diagnosis at the time, but even more so due to being ill and not having enough energy to really continue working, especially anywhere near at the level and capacity that I've been used to working at for my entire adult life. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Some people would actually like that. Yeah. As soon as my oncologist told us my diagnosis and the four medical options that were available to me to choose from, Raphael immediately went to work to rearrange a huge part of our life. How we were used to living, daily routines, and a laundry list of other odds and ends. But biggest of all for me was that I, I, I couldn't work at all. Raphael had to cancel every scheduled event, uh, travel plans, conference venues, uh, contracts, all kinds of things, a lot, because we basically have, usually, you know, until now, have had just a packed schedule for the entire year and any other work commitments I might have had. So neither of us knew at that point when I would be able to work again or if I would ever return to any work. It would have been nice for me to be able to say <laughs> that at that time that I relished the idea of early retirement. But for me, and in many ways for Raphael, retirement was something we look forward to having in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to wait till afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After we get out of this place, you know, uh, we could retire all we want. We could RIP, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For five minutes. Unlike those who regard their career and working life as separate from their spiritual life, I've always known that my work life would merely be the biggest avenue through which I would grow spiritually and fulfill my purpose as a soul incarnated here in the world. Whenever someone made that well-worn comment about no one on their deathbed ever wished they could turn in one last report at work or even spend one more day at their office, it brought me a great deal of amusement because that wasn't necessarily true for me. <laughs> I'm sitting there every time somebody says that, uh, I'm going, well, you know, I could be on my deathbed and wish, oh, I could have just taught one more class written one more book <laughs> one, written one more book <laughs> so i don't have a regular corporate job never had or own a regular type of business and from the time i was 21 years old i was teaching spiritual awareness and clairvoyant development in relationship to one's spiritual path even when i was a little child growing up i knew with certainty that I was here to teach in this lifetime. But I didn't know exactly at that point what I was to teach or how. I just knew I was to teach people about a different way of living their life when, you know, most people I noticed assumed there was only one way. I remember trying to do that with anyone who was interested when I was about starting about eight years old and ever since <laughs> i took a little hiatus during my teenagehood well not exactly because anytime we we could be doing all kinds of you know rock and roll music and and going places and whatnot but if somebody was interested ah i'm there so at the start of the year i knew that for an extended period of time I was not going to be able to continue teaching in the way I've been doing for a very long time. 
I had to look at how I was to proceed in regards to that part of my life, which was most of it. <laughs> I, because some of you might not know, but many of you have heard, I teach around the clock. You know, I teach after I go to bed. I'm out of the body as well as when I'm in the body during the course of the day. Most of my life is devoted to the what I have to share with everyone. So I immediately start to consider, ah, may I could write more <laughs> of what I still had to teach because that took a lot less energy than travel and, and giving lectures and you know presentations and everything else. And I felt that I should be able to do that even if I were partly bedridden. I also decided that I needed to find a way to make all of what I had already taught in thousands of seminars, workshops, classes, and courses that were already mastered into a digital audio format so that they could, be, they could all be more easily available to those who were seeking them. So that was my way right, at, right off the bat of beginning to make these life changes. All right, you know? We're, we're on a different track now. <laughs> so that's, you can say, that's my way of continuing to write my reports <laughs> and going to my office to work every day, even if I could no longer do it the old way, right? Yeah. You just got to be able to create something new, start over. Well, yes, rather than laughing all the way to the bank, I chose to laugh all the way to my work. <laughs> I've always been of the mind that I, if I had to do anything in life, what would be the purpose for living if I went about it reluctantly, being angry or upset about it, or just not enjoying my life? I'm a real wimp when it comes to living in pain and suffering. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> that might come as a surprise to some of you who know me and the kinds of pain and suffering I've experienced in my life. Yes, I've experienced my share of pain and suffering. But it doesn't take me long to remind myself that I do not like it. <laughs> All right? I don't think many of you would have a problem deciding that you'd rather enjoy life than to live it in pain and suffering, right? Yeah. So when, when I am experiencing any degree of pain or suffering in any way, I make it a point to remind myself that I have a choice in the matter. Ah, yes. Obviously, when I find myself experiencing pain and I'm suffering as a consequence, I'm already experiencing it and I don't have a choice to not have already experienced it, right? <laughs> By the time you're aware of it and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been suffering. Uh, it's already done. It's a done deal. So what's already done is done. None of us can ever change what's already been experienced. The important choice is about how we wish to proceed from that point on. Aha! <laughs> Rather than trying to rewind our life already lived to try to fix it somehow, uh -huh. why not start over? Laughing. Why don't we decide to start fresh instead of fighting what we didn't like before? That's what I mean by being a wimp about 
pain and suffering. <laughs> when I've already had enough of that, I laugh and choose to start fresh. I know I didn't like being in any kind of pain and don't wish to carry over any suffering I've already been through. Why prolong it? Why not start fresh? I like to just drop the past and create a new present experience. That's what I did again and again as I proceeded on my path of healing this year so far. And many of you may have noticed I'm doing quite well now, considering where I was seven months ago. <laughs> it took me about three months to get back to a much more limited amount of teaching classes, but still, nonetheless, I could start teaching again in about three months after the original, you know, crawling out of the hospital type of a situation. But I was able to do that. Wow. As you know, it took me about six months to be able to start up preparing brand new live episodes of our show. Ah, it took a little longer to get to that point, but here I am. I've had enormous amount of help and support from so many people in so many ways that enabled me to get to this point. That means cultivating a community is really important part of anyone's life. It doesn't matter how big or well-known the community is. You just have to build some kind of community of kindred souls, whoever and wherever you are and whatever you do. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, without a community, we can't access much of what is true and limitless in this world. To develop your community of any kind, you have to create what you love and do so in the energy and awareness of that lovingness and cooperative camaraderie. Well, we're coming upon our first break already, and this is the time that we make announcements about things we're doing that we would like you to know about. And we're so excited to let you know that our brand new Learning Sanctuary for the Soul site, and it's called LiveTheMiracle.com, will go live right after this live show today. I think it's the 26th of July, 2023, in case you're listening to this later. It already houses two of our most comprehensive audio self-study courses and series of classes. Then, over time, we'll continue to add all of our mastered audios, seminars, classes, retreats, and courses to make this site a complete audio, video, and text self-study learning campus for your spiritual and psychic growth, healing, and development. It will, in time, house pretty much all of our teachings that have been recording and produced available for purchasing and downloading or studying online. We heartily welcome you to check it out. We're so excited about this. We'll return in just a minute or two to Why Not Start Over? Laughing. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. 
Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, we're back and we're glad to have you back with us. Whether you hit a little bump on the road or find yourself snagged, In the quagmire of great turmoil, why not just start over laughing? That's what we've been addressing today. So let's laugh a little and continue. All right. Well, before the break, I was starting to talk a little bit about the the process of cultivating a community and why that's so important in every one of our lives. you know, some of you I know probably are li- like to think of yourselves as a lone shark, or <laughs> not a, a not a lone, lone shark, <laughs> a lone wolf, or a lone wolf, or you know, or or even uh, not because you want to, but you, your life you've spent as a loner. But community is really a very important part of every one of our lives. Not because it makes us feel better or, you know, because uh, we won't be alone, that kind of stuff. Although that's definitely true. But you got to look at why does it feel better when you're part of a community? Ah, in spirit. Like Raphael was saying earlier, spirit is. It's undivided. It's limitless. It just is. It doesn't do anything. But, and you all know, at least intellectually, you know that, oh yeah, you're spirit. We're all spirit. We wouldn't be alive if we weren't. These bodies, without us as spirit animating them, they'd just be corpses, (laughs) right? I mean, (laughs) maybe that was TMI. (laughs) But... But, you know, I always think of the morgue. But, but uh, oh, when, when a baby is born, how come they're so alive? Oh, the soul, the spiritual being, 
enters into that body, little tiny body, and goes, <laughs> comes alive. That's spirit, us, breathing life into these bodies so that we could use these bodies for communication. That's all we're really here to do is to learn to communicate spirit to spirit. Learn to communicate who I am and for me to learn to communicate who you are. Oh, we got to start to recognize each other. It starts with a hello. But community building is, even if you're not aware of it, you're doing it all the time. Or kind of trying not to make the community. But every time you open your mouth, every time you say hello, that's the beginning of creating the community. And I was talking about the necessity of having community for healing yourselves. It doesn't matter if you have a life-threatening illness or you just got a little cut on, uh, on your finger. Uh, healing happens much more with some sort of community. You know, we all know that oh, mommy's going to kiss your little owie and, and make it go away. That's the beginning of community, right? But even though I'm talking about it in terms of healing myself, healing uh, other people and stuff, community is also equally important in creating your life. Huh. Why? Because that oneness of spirit that you already are inside, inside the body, oh, how do you express it? How do you manifest it here in this world that's divided into time and space, divided into here and there, you and me, all that kind of stuff? Okay. That requires us to get together. It requires us to communicate. It requires us to treat each other, you know, nicer, kindly. Oh, hmm. <laughs> That's really the building of community. It's not like you have to be a genius or you have to be successful something or other and you have to be a people person and all that kind of stuff. No, you just have to communicate. You just have to be willing to share yourself with others saying, here I am, you know, warts and all, whatever, cancer and all, whatever. Okay. And so pain or suffering and all, doesn't matter. Here I am. So then, oh, just you might consider the beginning of that community, that mm, cooperative camaraderie between people, between you and someone else. Laughter might just be the beginning of that path to real healing and making of that community. Because I learned a long time ago when observing small children, huh, when a small child is having a great time playing by this, themselves in the front yard or whatever, or in, in a little room, and other children see them, they naturally get attracted to that energy of that child having a great time 
even if they're just playing by themselves. And the children in the neighborhood usually gravitate toward that child having a great time and want to join them in some way. Ah, guess what, folks? That's the beginning of community. And what I associate, you know, laughter is an expression of joy, of enjoyment. You're having fun. You're, you're enjoying life. So the more you are enjoying living your life, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing or anything, the way you're enjoying your life. It could be you're having a cup of tea by yourself somewhere, but you're going, ah, this is the life. I, I really appreciate this life I have where I could sit and sip on a cup of tea, right? If you're, especially if you're British. <laughs> but, oh, okay. So when you're enjoying life, you don't have to be, you know, a performer. You don't have to be uh, doing things to show people that you're enjoying it. No, if you're enjoying everyone's psychic, everyone's aware that they can experience you. Some of them will feel your joy. Some of them will see it. Some of them will hear it in your voice, whatever it is. You just have to be yourself. And, but if you enjoy being yourself and enjoy having your life, no matter what life is thrown at you at that moment, then the community starts to come around. The people start to come around and they start to open up and go, you know what? I see your spirit and it's, it's showing me my spirit. We're both spirit. And at first they might even think, because everyone's so habituated in their mind to think of themselves as separate people, separate persons, separate bodies, it might be hard for them to recognize, oh, wait a minute, there's only one spirit. There's only one light that we all are. We just express that singular light through these bodies, through these vocal cords, through these eyes and hands and everything, in very, very, very different ways. That's what makes life here in this world kind of interesting, don't you think? I mean, if we were all uniform, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody having to wear a uniform to school. But when you have your individuality of, no, I don't want to express myself in that dark blue uniform. I want to express myself in this bright yellow uh, outfit, whatever it is. So you're expressing yourself. I, I, I like to sing. No, I don't like to sing, but I like to talk. I like to paint pictures. I like to create businesses, whatever it is, however you express yourself. But you're sharing it. And if you're having fun, if you're laughing, then others who are willing to, wanting to share their light with you and others will feel safe that, oh, you're laughing. That means I could enjoy my life the way it is, even though I've been in pain and I've been suffering and everything. But that doesn't mean I don't have to live. I don't have to enjoy my life. So when you're suffering in some way, find a way to smile or laugh a little bit. When I remind myself of that, I call it 
making my attitude adjustment. <laughs> just that, that's just the term. Attitude adjustment makes me laugh. And even if I'm really, well, anytime I'm thinking about reminding myself of what I have to make my attitude adjustment, I'm not having a good day, <laughs> right? I'm not feeling good. I'm not, uh, you know, in the space that I like to be in. So I remind myself, oh, yeah, Michael, attitude adjustment time. Time to lighten up. Lighten up. Raphael and I have a lot of fun with that. You know, if, if I'm going, oh, and Raphael comes around and it's really hard when you see your beloved person uh, in pain, right? So she, she's doing a great job of just going by and going, oh, yeah, uh, are you having your attitude adjustment? <laughs> so far, he hasn't wanted to wallop me for that one. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great reminder. I say, okay, even though sometimes it's really hard at first. Attitude adjustment, huh? Easy for you to say. <laughs> but that always makes me lighten up. Just remember God loves a cheerful giver, right? Uh, I mean, people have heard that for a long time. That cheerful giving begins with a simple smile and maybe a little laughing. Practice making your own attitude adjustments when you're struggling in any way. That's a big part of how I've healed myself, especially through the really tough parts of this new healing adventure. And yes, I truly feel that this is an adventure worth being on. Oh, you might find that to be surprising. No, this is, I'm on it. I'm enjoying it. And it's not some kind of unfair or tragic circumstance that I'm a victim of. Yeah, no, never. It's like, okay, here's, here's a real curve. But, you know, I, I used to play baseball in high school. <laughs> if you could hit that curveball and make it into a home run, Hey, it's, it's great, isn't it? So it's no different than playing sports. It's going, okay, this is a really tough pitcher. This is a real tough quarterback. This is a real tough, you know, tennis uh, player. And they're not going to make it easy on me. But you got you to gotta take it as a... As not you're a victim to it, not you're, you're a loser, but just enjoy the game. I don't know exactly where I'm going to end up or when, but I have great certainty in where I'm headed. I just decided to enjoy following my North Star and everything always works out for the best, not just for me, but for everyone involved in my life. And that is very true. And I wanted to talk about that North Star because it's something that um, I'm really interested in uh, following as well. And what is the North Star? Well, what I call the North Star, in the context Michael is talking about, it's what I like to call the inner compass. And you know what a compass is. It shows you what direction is north and south and so on. And when you tune into that inner compass, it starts to give you an idea of what direction you need to be going in regardless of your circumstances. And even if you're a person who is bedbound or unable to do a lot of things, 
um, is sometimes that North Star puts you in the direction of that need for an attitude adjustment. You know, circumstances can be very rough in this life. When, when we sign the contract to be born in this physical dimension, we do it with the agreement that we don't remember where we come from for the most part. Some people do. Um, and it's a very test, a strong test of our character in a way to be able to keep on that compass and keep on track for what it is you're here for. So if you're highly limited in some way, which is the circumstance Michael found himself in in January, there's still that compass that's, that's pointing him or any of us in the direction of where we need to go for our healing or learning or both. And I find that a really important part of my entire spiritual path is every time I really tune into where do I need to go, this is the correct direction if I follow what my intuitive self uh, describes for me. And one of those things is to never, ever see myself as a victim. Michael talked about that. Um, even though, even if we are, you know, I had a friend of mine who uh, was victim victimized by some guy who crashed into a bunch of cars and the cops put over her a little sign that said victim so they could tell her <laughs> from the, from the pe- perpetrators. And she says she felt ridiculous because she really didn't feel like a victim. Her spiritual practices all these years was, I'm not a victim. And this is a circumstance that's happening at this moment. And so she laughed about it a lot. And she told that story over and over again. Well, there's more to say about this, but we find ourselves coming up upon our second break. So we wanted to remind you that our new learning sanctuary for the soul can be found at livethemiracle.com. It's not living the miracle, but livethemiracle.com is going live right after this show today. Plus, with this launch of the main hub of our learning campus and archives, our brand new Patreon site will go live too. This site will offer you opportunities to participate in our global spiritual community without walls as you help to support us keep living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora radio show and our other creative projects going to better serve your awakening. Also, Michael's newly redesigned and improved official YouTube channel is operational and will continue to upload new material over time at that site as well. Finally, for easy access to any and all of our various online sites, you can now also go to our brand new link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co. And you can always listen to the recording of this again if you want to hear that over again. Anyway, we'll be right back to continue with Why Not Start Over Laughing. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. 
the best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. When rolling with the punches, life throws in your direction doesn't quite do it for you, why not just start over laughing? Remember, in eternal life, there's no beginnings or endings. Maybe the idea of starting over is just that, an idea. It's how we look at what's happened or happening. As creative spiritual beings, we're always creating, so why not just create something new in enjoyment instead of dwelling in anger, apathy, or blame in the past. Let's go a bit further on this. And before the break, I was talking a little bit about our inner compass. And, of course, we were talking about laughing, which can also be interpreted as amusement. But laughing and amusement can be hard through certain circumstances and even outwardly inappropriate. Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth straight and laugh inside. But one of the things I discovered is when something really difficult is happening, and I've had plenty of experiences with this, the thing I've learned in my long, now getting longer life is to not fight it or be upset about what is actually happening and to turn to my psychic tools that I have used for many, many years and that work for me. And, you know, this is going to come back to the inner compass part of this because one of the things is really you can't tune into your inner compass unless you are in tune with your life. Sometimes when something really difficult happens, it's really easy to just leave the body. You know, some people even faint when something difficult happens. And we would call that being very, very ungrounded. I'm glad to see the concept of grounding is becoming a mainstream thing now. She's not grounded or she's grounded, you know, but the the list is grounding, you know, having that connection from the first chakra to the center of the earth, being in the center of your head. Why sometimes you see someone, the lights are on and no one's home is they're out of the body. They're not in the center of their head. So if you try to talk to them or wave in front of their eyes, they're not necessarily going to see you because they, the spiritual being that owns that body, isn't there. 
So grounding and being in the center of your head are two, you know, if all else fails when some emergency is happening, being grounded and in the center of your head, the two most basic tools that we teach um, are going to help you pull out of the, let's say, the shock of something going on and gives you a little more ability to use your brain and your reasoning and, and your intuition, which is right next to that, in order to make a decision about what to do next. And then what I call blowing pictures. You have a picture in front of your, uh, in your mental awareness that you're staring at, but if that picture sticks there and it, it may cause you to get frozen in that picture, let's say some kind of emergency is happening and you don't know what to do. Like so, a broken record. Yeah, so you're looking at, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Um, I explained uh, a situation a couple of, uh, I guess last summer when Michael uh, nearly passed out on the uh, on the walking trail and I had to bring home the groceries and go find him and it was like a hundred <laughs> degrees outside. It was pretty hot and I had to make the decision of whether I had the time to bring in the frozen food so it wouldn't melt in the car before I went to find him. And I actually got stuck on that picture. I don't know what to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I need to take care of my husband. But I sat down. I forced myself to sit down and ground and get in the center of my head. And I immediately got all the guidance I needed. That's that inner compass. You mm-hmm. kind of feel it in your heart chakra, but you also uh, experience it in your intuition. What I heard was you have just five minutes. Just go ahead and get that frozen food put away and and then I got the sense that I would be able to find my husband on the trail. I didn't know the trail very well, um, but I just got out on it, uh, loaded up with everything I needed to get him home, and uh, everything turned out all right. But, you know, sometimes the circumstances are way more dire than that. He had he had a little incident with his heart at that time, and uh, we were able to get home just fine. But sometimes it's something more like somebody's dangling on a cliff or something like that. And, uh, you know, there's the logical things you have to do. And then there's the intuitive things that you follow. And if you practice this a lot, you get to trust your intuition as basically the right instructions. The other thing is body of glass. You know, whenever somebody's mad at you or you're taking on uh, some kind of a blowback of energy from somebody. If you're a body of glass, you're raising your energy out of their vibration and it won't affect you even if you know that person is thinking negative thoughts about you. The other thing is bringing it back around to laughter. One of the things we used to teach a long time ago and still do in a sense is um, amusement can sometimes be very hard to get to because it's a much higher vibration than fear and all these other things or even depression and stuff like that. So sometimes a little bit of fake laughter uh, or laughing at yourself about something can start to pull you out of it. And not that kind of mean fake laughter where it's it's mean towards everybody. <laughs> <or anything. Yeah. laughs> but just, you know, ha, ha, okay. <laughs> and just being silly will start to sort of break the spell of whatever you're in the middle of so that you can start to move through it. Yeah, and uh, just especially for those of you who are joining us on this show for the first time or haven't heard us uh, refer to 
the free download that anybody could access can go get is a two-hour class, essentially, just on the practice of the basic, basic psychic tools that we teach everyone. And now, especially after this show and and our uh, new uh, learning sanctuary uh, for the soul gets launched, there are many places where you could just find that free spiritual toolkit and just click onto it and you can download it for yourself, uh, no cost. And um, so those of you who are listening to all, all these shows and would like to actually practice these things, uh, because thinking about it is a start, but the, the true not only a true test, but a true practice and and really establishing yourself in it and ultimately mastery of your life is through the practice of these tools and not only just practicing at home, but applying what you learn uh, in your everyday life. So that's the field work. You learn the tools you learn the practices, and then you start practicing those things, and then you go take it out into the world, into your everyday life. Into your community. Yeah, your relationships, your your jobs, you know, everything else, and applying it. And that's the creative part, because everyone's life is a little bit different, and circumstances are different, but you got to use your imagination and go, oh, yeah, oh, grounding, I could do it. I'm in the middle of this crisis, grounding. And and uh, with practice, it's pretty much instantaneous. You don't have to think about it. It's just a little reminder, like my reminder to myself, uh, attitude adjustment. <laughs> and with just a little reminder of attitude adjustment, I know all the things I need to do to it's, – it's just so there that it only takes me an instant to just go, oh, yeah, okay. Here, here we go, uh, which includes what Raphael is talking about with the blowing of the pictures, you know. Um, but one of the things I notice as, as we're giving this uh, episode and those of you who are listening to this us live today, when we say a fresh start, one of the things I notice that gets lit up in everybody's, most people's minds of a fresh start is going back to scratch, so to speak. Yeah. You know, we, you, you lose everything you've gained up to that point because you have to start all over again. No, that's not what fresh start really means, or that's not even what starting over means. Starting over means starting fresh, which means, which actually means getting into the present, getting yourself out of the past of, oh, I really messed up, or, oh, you know, I used to have a great life. Uh, I used to be, I used to do, I used to blah, blah, blah. What's that? Oh, all those thoughts of I used to, I used to, I used to, on the positive end, and then comparing it to where you think you are today, ah, I'm getting old, I can't do this anymore, (laughs) (laughs) or I'm sick, or, you know, I'm incapacitated, whatever it is, you compare what you think you're going through right now with the past, but you're doing it all in the past because you're hung up on the past. No, starting over doesn't invalidate anything you've already accomplished, anything you've already learned, wherever 
great heights or successes or whatever you've gotten to, it doesn't take any of that away. That's all in you already. It's never going to go away. But when you start over, you just come to the present. And laughing is very amusement, getting into amusement, grounding. All those things that Raphael talked about helps you get into the present right here. Oh, yeah. What I was, you know, complaining about was all in the past. Even if it was just one minute ago, that's already in the past. Whoa. If I stay there, just because it happened 30 seconds ago, I'm going to stay there in the past. I can't move forward. Starting over means, hey, I'm ready to be right here, right now, and just drop Whatever all the thoughts and criticisms and judgments and blame and all the emotional everything and just go, you know, I'm still feeling it. I'm still it's the thoughts are really flying around in my head, but I'm willing to be here now and just let's create something. Let's imagine right a new here. scenario right here. Yeah, right here, right now. It's a new life. I already have everything else that I've already accomplished before. I don't need it. I don't need to drag that on. Right here, right now, this is what I can do. Yeah, great. It's just going to add to all my accomplishments. It's going to add to the celebration of life. It's going to add to my happiness, oh, fulfillment. Nothing's lost just because you're in pain or just because you got incapacitated physically or, or mentally challenged or anything. Hey. Just because you got upset, no big deal. Get into the present. Laugh a little bit. Start fresh. I completely agree with that. And don't forget laughter and your attitude adjustment. And I wanted to say a final word about uh, cultivating community because I know some of you, especially since we had that huge pandemic where we were all at home for a long time, is Cultivating community is really important. It can be music, church, bird watching, cooking, dogs, cats, online, healers, psychics, whatever floats your boat, so to say, in your interests. Find other people that you can share that time with and grow with. So we're now at the end of our show for the day. We wish we could have more time, I guess. We're so happy and grateful that you could join us and hope that our show inspires you to expand your awareness and deepen your understanding of your life. Join us again next Wednesday for another episode to explore the many ways you can celebrate your life joyfully through its ups and downs. Remember that we're launching our brand new learning sanctuary for the soul site right after this show today. (laughs) Michael's short video announcement about what our new network of online learning campuses are all about uh, will be posted on all our main social media sites. The description box below the video will have the main link along with the link to our new link tree with the one Click links. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.